0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Casual Vegans Podcast. I am Margaret and Mary did record this, but uh, we forgot to do an intro because we had all the technical difficulties yesterday. So uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. We're talking about food and culture and things that uh, you just shouldn't ever, ever say to somebody uh regardless of what you think of stuff so uh we kind of dove right into this episode which might also be why we forgot to do an intro so i hope you enjoy this episode and i'll see you here in a second
1: i did that this morning and uh now i'm drinking my coffee (laughs) nice I'm, I was, uh, you know, I was looking at, um, I think I'm going to make, um, <clears throat> I think it's a chickpea and kale Buddha bowl with a peanut, Thai peanut sauce. Mm. tonight night for supper. That
0: sounds good.
1: Yeah, we'll see if I can get another troll.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I just. You know, it's funny because I had a friend from Australia. I put it in, I like, I took the screenshot and I put it in my, my stories on my personal page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like saying, don't be a troll.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, and not to yuck someone else's yum. And she mm-hmm. said it's funny because her mom used, like, when when she was young, used to tell her, not Basically, not to up somebody's yum. Yum. Like, don't say gross to somebody mm-hmm. when they're eating something because mm-hmm. um, a lot of food is cultural, and so what might look or seem <clears> gross <great throat> to one person, it's like a very uh, normal cultural dish to somebody else. It's like a ceviche. Okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I remember the first time I think I saw ceviche, I was like, ooh, that doesn't look very good.
1: Well, it's like you go over to, um, um, you know, China and you eat some. See, I'm not a big. Oh, yeah. Our Chinese food in America is not actual Chinese (laughs) (laughs) food. No, no, not even close. (laughs) Um, Even even our Hispanic food is not really Hispanic Hispanic. That's true.
0: And you know what's really sad is like when you travel to places like that, they cater like depending on where you go, unless Mm -hmm. you go to local places,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: most like places in resorts or like what would be considered five star restaurants Mm -hmm. have been sort of westernized as uh, some people refer to it as. And so basically that means that they cater to our, our the asshole Americans that we
1: are. The the Western the sad culture
0: it is. <laughs> yeah, they, they cater to that sad diet and and because we as Americans are assholes and demand that.
1: You know we should be recording
0: this. <laughs> we are technically recording
1: this. Well, I haven't hit record. Well, no, yeah, we are. No, you don't have to hit record. <laughs> right, I forgot. You don't have to. I, I'm brainless. Okay, yeah, it's it's start early.
0: Recording as soon as we're both on. <laughs> I haven't had my
1: coffee yet, that's and be- having had herbal tea, <laughs> I haven't had my coffee to get my brain working. But y- yes, you know that that's a very sad kind of a commentary on it is because you know what
0: I mean in in all of the places to all of the places that I've traveled that have their own set of cultural uh nutrition values Mm -hmm. um when I have gone to like and I've traveled and gone to places that are Um, like they cater to the Americans and then I, but I try to seek out places that are local. Um, even if they speak a different language, because, you know, some places there will always be somebody that is at least decently fluent in American or, Well, I'd say American, but really they're mostly decently fluent in actual English, (laughs) not American English. But it's fine because there isn't really much differences.
1: But as long as you can sort of communicate, you're okay.
0: Right, and um, also typically when I travel, I try to learn um, some lines uh in whatever wherever i'm traveling to spanish italian because that way if there is a major barrier um i i can at least ask for some things (laughs) (laughs) or sort of ask Mm -hmm. and really that's like when you can do that the, the typical cultural people there, wherever you're traveling to, the Native people will be thankful that you're at least trying to, okay. to speak their language.
1: Yeah, you're at least making the attempt to um, be at least, how can I say this word? Um,
0: not an American asshole.
1: Not trying to be the, <gasps> that is strictly <clears throat> closed-minded about the Yeah. The voice from beyond. <laughs> God, is that you? God is speaking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: Last night I made the I told you I made the chickpea um uh the with the Thai peanut sauce. Yeah. Buddha bowl with the Thai peanut sauce with the garlic kale and the jasmine rice.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I have never made peanut sauce before. So I made it and, and I thought it was great. Now I like peanut sauce. Well, evidently, evidently, I missed somewhere along the line that your daddy doesn't like that. Peanut sauce? Yeah. I mean, he said, he said I made made it last year and I went, I've never made peanut sauce before. And maybe. evidently I had made something with peanuts or peanut butter. Oh, and it was similar. And oh. I like it. I, I had made maybe I made a, a stir fry dish or something with it and he didn't like it. And I was like, are you kidding me? yeah you know um but i mean you know i had to start work on that sucker because i didn't know how difficult making that peanut sauce was gonna be
0: yeah
1: and actually it was super easy it was really super super easy and i it made it in a little while and the whole thing i could have done i started in the afternoon with the exception of um taking out the stems and the kale that took a little more time than hmm. anything else. But, oh, um, yeah, the actual cooking part of it took no time at all, but yeah, no, it, I mean, it was good. I, um, I liked it. I mean, I, I don't know for me with the chickpeas. I'm not, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah.
1: I liked it, but I'm not sure. Um, but I took a picture of that and we can, we can post that later. Um, I got it from, um, the website, uh, or I was on Pinterest and saw it, eating with clarity, I think it was. Mm,
0: Sure. I, I don't
1: know. I don't remember, but I think that was right. Um, but whenever I post it, I'll, I'll put their thing on there, but yeah, I mean, okay. I thought it was good. I mean, the chickpeas were good. The, um, I, I mean, it was good. the The rice was good. I mean, you know, I thought it was all good. Now, I didn't put it. I didn't cut an avocado to go with it. Um,
0: well, that's okay.
1: You know, I mean, you know, I just didn't do that part of it. But, um, no, I, I the men didn't like it. So well. No. Yeah.
0: That's okay. I guess you know that's that's how we know everything we eat isn't for everybody, and everything everybody else eats isn't always for us. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, and it didn't. I mean, you know, it is. It is what it is. You I mean everybody has a different taste, and and you know, I really didn't. I mean, when I said it to your dad, I said, you know, hey, you want to taste this peanut sauce? He said, no, I don't like peanut sauce. And I went, wonderful. Mm-hmm. wonderful um, but he said this one, this dish was more palatable than the last one so I, I don't know what the last one was I'm trying to remember what it was
0: yeah I have no idea
1: because like, normally I don't do a lot of cooking with peanut butter
0: Mm-mm, Same
1: or peanut sauce now, I mean you know we, we've done the um, and he's had the um, the African peanut stew. Mm-hmm. And that, he likes that that Ivy makes because I had yeah. bought it for the family and we had had it. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's the that's not like the uh, a, a Thai peanut sauce, not. Yeah, no. the, they all said it was very overwhelming. So the peanut part of it, the peanut sauce, was very overwhelming. And well, was- I could see that. Yeah, I can because of what was in it, but it was, in my opinion, I mean, I could have eaten the peanut sauce by itself. Um, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was pretty good, but what do I know?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, your palate is different from theirs.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, yes, yes. Um, but, you know, I thought I thought it was good, and mm. I, I would suggest, you know, anybody would do it. I wouldn't quite... Um. If you're going to make it just for yourself, I'm. I, it was a very, I mean, it wasn't large. It was four servings. Yeah. I'd cut it down in half. I'd cut it in half.
0: Well, if you're, yeah, if you're going to make it for maybe, maybe if you're going to make it and you know that people aren't going to
1: eat it, but you,
0: yeah, I'd probably yeah, cut, it in, cut it in
1: half. But I mean, you know, and then that just goes to show you the difference in people and, and, and what people like and what they don't like and you know how people perceive things now you know i thought it was um and even that i thought it was a my dish did not look like the dish in the picture for the recipe but um i'll probably it more rice and i did yeah. an actual bowl i did it on a plate Instead of putting it in a bowl, so yeah, but um, I would say this if you wanted to take the kale and cook it by itself, Mm -hmm. it was really good too Mm. olive oil and garlic and salt and pepper nuts, and you cook it till it's a nice emerald green, and that was good too. You could eat that by itself, that sounds good. It was. It was really good. I like the. You know, I never thought I would like kale, but it was good. It was good.
0: Okay. Um, well, I'm glad it. I'm glad it was good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that the biggest thing, food and culture, we have to keep in mind is that. You know. Well, first of all, people shouldn't be saying gross. <laughs> to food that they have never tried um, and personally I don't care what kind of food it is like if you tell somebody something they're eating is gross that's that's only gonna fuel a rage in somebody else like it's not gonna it would be like telling oh ooh, I got a great example it's like when the extreme vegans try to be like you're you know you're killing animals, and that's so wrong, and that's gross. That's gross. It tastes gross. Like, I don't know how many times I've heard that. Like, uh, and I'm just sitting there going, "You, you realize that's not how you like get people to do anything. If you tell somebody something's gross." I mean, really, all you're doing is acting like a child, first of all. And even children's tastes change. Like, two days ago, a child might think broccoli is disgusting, and then you make it a different way, and now they love it.
1: <laughs> well, and, and, and that's very true, but, and, and it, it's like I did with you all as children. You have to taste things to know whether you like it. You may not like the look of it. You mm-hmm. may not like the, the smell of it, but it might absolutely taste wonderful. Um, you know, I, I always laughed. You know, a lot of people will say children, you know, talk about beets. Mm-hmm. And beets can be an acquired taste depending on how you make them. Well, I remember your brother loved them when mm. he was a child. And I do mean under the age of 10, 12, 10, to, he was 20, you know, he was a child and I made him for him. Like my mother made him for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: I will not apologize for what I'm about to say. Healthy, They were not healthy. They were not, they were, um, Loaded in sugar and butter. (laughs) That's all I will say. But um, until you get to be older or just to get somebody to try the taste of something, you might have to adapt it Mm -hmm. to something a little more palatable. Yeah. I mean, I myself never ate rice that didn't have, that wasn't loaded in sugar and butter. yeah an adult and had it with something else and found out oh rice isn't so bad by itself it doesn't have to have sugar and butter in it to make it good
0: oh yeah oh god i love rice
1: (laughs) i do too (laughs) but you 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 know that's what i'm saying but until you try it and um i myself you know you know I think you've heard me tell the tale about um, my uh, tasting snails or scargo is what it's called in the restaurant, but in reality, it's snails. Yeah. And I remember thinking even at the time we were in the restaurants, a bunch of friends of us, we were at conference and stuff. And one of the guys said, Hey, y'all want to try them? And I'm like, have you ever eaten one before? And he said, yes. And I said, is it good? And he said, yes and i said i'll eat one and so we got a you know an appetizer Mm -hmm. and um there were about six of us there and of course i think there were six on the appetizer plate or anyway so we all if we wanted one got one so i got it and and i ate it now would i would i order it again maybe i might would try it again um but you know when you think about them <laughs> and you, <clears throat> and you think about snails and you're looking at them when they're alive, you're going, "I'm not so sure I'd want to eat that you know but yeah it it and and it was good, it was good, it wasn't bad um but You know, I'm not going to judge anybody who is eating it. I just might go, okay, that may not be for me, but, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's so, not hard, but it's just, it's rude, first of all, because there are plenty, plenty, plenty of cultures that eat very, what might be to me, very strange things. But to other people and to those cultures, it's very normal to eat it. Exactly. Just exactly. like, uh, oh, here's a great, another great example. Here in the U.S., uh, basically everything that's processed has high fructose corn syrup in it. Yeah. Uh, that's very normal for us. Uh, did you know that that's not normal everywhere else? Like when you go to Europe, well, I mean, shoot, you could go to Canada and Mexico and get soft drinks that have real sugar and not high fructose corn syrup. I mean, not just like you can look at the label and pick it up. No, you can just pick it up and it's not going to have high fructose corn syrup. It's going to have real sugar. (laughs)
1: Could have pure cane sugar, yeah. <laughs> How it's listed,
0: I think so. Well, I don't know. They don't call it pure.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I know one. of There the...
0: are reasons for that, but they don't call it pure.
1: Well, maybe it's just cane sugar. But I think. Th- th-
0: yeah, I think it. I think they can only list it as cane sugar or organic if it was organically grown.
1: Yeah, because I know I was uh, one of the drinks that. Um. I get occasionally <laughs> made with cane sugar, it's mm-hmm. made with real sugar. It's not made with high fructose corn syrup.
0: Yeah. I mean, and here in the US, you can get those, but you have to go down the soda aisle and look for them. Like if you just go to a cold case, You're they're, prob- not, they're not going to be in the cold no. case.
1: If if you go to the... Local- Most
0: of them, I think, even come in glass bottles. Like, they, they really took the nostalgia
1: of it. Mm-hmm. The, the made the
0: with real sugar. Store,
1: the quickie stores, you might have to read a label or two before you find one that might.
0: Yeah. I mean, a while ago, they used to have... They used to say, like, right on the front of pack, made yeah. with real sugar, like, big letters. Yeah. But I don't know if they're still doing it that way. I really, I don't drink a lot of soda. I mean, I have soda in the house right now, but I don't drink a lot of soda. Actually, well, it, the soda in the house isn't for me. Except I, for...
1: I don't drink a lot of soda either. I mean, I have one sitting on the table.
0: It's, it is it is the I holiday bought. season, so I do have the uh, cranberry ginger ale.
1: <laughs> um, that I bought... And I have a couple in the refrigerator, but therefore, um, when I'm making a certain beverage. and
0: but, Yeah, but those aren't, like, those aren't, those are very specific types of sodas.
1: Yes, but that particular soda, and I think it, what company makes that soda? I can't even remember. I don't know. Let me see. I know what it looks like. I know what the label looks like. I'm in trouble if I don't find you know if I walk in and I don't find it. Um, Jones's. And it says right on the front of the bottle, cane, sugar, soda. Mm-hmm. And it says right on there, so and that's when in the house for a very specific reason and it's not Drunk for any other reason, so you know, and 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 again, like the one you have in your house, it's you know you get it like once a year or whatever, and uh, yeah. But uh, I I don't drink a lot of soda anymore. I uh, it lost the taste for it really, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think everybody, and, and particularly going vegan, mm-hmm. when, you know, I I want to say this to a lot of people, you know you need to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and try things because a lot of people think, well, all you eat is salads. Well, no, <laughs> I, you, you eat a whole lot more different variety of things, but you have to be willing to
0: try. Move. Yeah. You got to um, move out of your comfort zone.
1: Um, I was not a big. Yeah. Um, until. I would probably say until here really recently, um when you know we we started trying the massaged kale, yeah. and, you know I mean I mean kale, like a lot of the the leafy greens, are very are very much an acquired taste
0: yeah, they are
1: it particularly if you eat it raw. And which a lot of people, you know, want to go to a raw diet more than anything else. Um, But, you know, if you go to a, um, you know, get kale or whatever, you know, you you have to acquire the taste for it. It's like, what is that, the Swiss chard? Oh, yeah. That's another acquired taste when you're eating it stuff.
0: Yeah, it is. I I mean, I think no matter what, everything is an acquired taste, but you have to move out of your comfort zone and try things. And try things several different ways. Because sometimes some things may not taste, I think we talked about this with Ivy, some things may not taste good to you one way, but then when they're made a different
1: way, it tastes excellent exactly you know you you but you know and and to immediately and i agree with you it being more childlike when you sit there and you say something's gross that right there you have put the barrier up the wall went up said i'm not willing to try it to even think about it um when i served that dish and i did serve that dish here in my house um with the sweet potatoes and the caramelized red onions. Yeah. Now, I would have eaten the caramelized red onions by themselves. They were extremely good, too. (laughs) Um, But now, not everybody at the table tried it with the caramelized red onions. Yeah. Um, Your father doesn't like red onions. So, even when I make Mm. um, guacamole... I will typically not use the red onions because he doesn't like them. I don't understand that, but okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I will use a sweet onion instead because that's what he likes. And and to get him to eat it um, or to let him enjoy the meal, I have changed the recipe um, for it. And when I eat my guacamole, I might add a little more I might add some red pepper flakes to it for me, but mm. not for him. And, so, yeah. you know, it, it, you've got to hit everybody's palate in that case. Um, so, you know, you've got to be willing to try something. And, you know, I feel like I'm talking to a three-year-old when I say this, but you've got to be willing to try it and say, okay, I don't like this taste because
0: right like it it can't just be i don't like it i don't like it or it's gross
1: and i'm not gonna try yeah
0: yeah exactly
1: you know um and and i will say this about the the probably one of the first times i tried um what was it was it the mac and cheese or was it the jackfruit or was it together um the, the jackfruit was one that i thought was had an interesting taste to it yeah um and you you know you've got to be willing to step out there and try it and you know i think you know as we talk about when you when you're going and starting to be a more plant-based diet or a more vegan diet or whatever you want to say you have to i think don't go in and, um, and I'm not dogging any of these process guys because they helped me get through a whole lot of things when I was starting out. Um, you know, the, the, the Gardeans and the Morning Star. when you get a chicken patty from them, do not expect <laughs> it to taste like a Chick-fil-A chicken patty because it doesn't. You know, yeah, it just doesn't.
0: I mean, and you you can't also. I mean, the other. Oh, let me gather my thoughts. The other really good thing is, yes, those meats are there, and they they can assist. Well, you know, I'm putting meats in quotations. Um, but the other like thing to keep in mind is that other cultures eat primarily like primarily a vegan style diet so i mean that's the other thing while your palate may not be the same as those other cultures like you should still try some of their foods because it's just like that african peanuts do mm-hmm. i mean now granted if you don't like african peanuts stew. uh I don't know if we can be friends because that's a very, very good dish. Very savory. Like there's, there's not anything to not like about that dish. It's not, it's not a strange dish.
1: Um, no, definitely. It's, it's very good. And of course, and of course you, I think I may have told this at some other time. First time I tried it, I forgot that the peanuts went on top. So we ate it without the peanuts the first time. So it was just African stew. Without the peanuts.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And I was like, "What do I have?" To... <laughs> like, <laughs> needless to say, it was good either way.
0: <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, that's that's hilarious that you forgot to put the peanuts in there. But um, it happens. But if you try other cultures' foods. You're going to be surprised that, first of all, how delicious they are. <laughs> um, I mean, and and then second of all, you're going to be probably surprised that how little meat a lot of those dishes mm-hmm. have. A lot of cultures, uh, like especially if you're traveling, have westernized to where if you're going to these resorts or... Uh, like high, high high-end restaurants that cater to Americans, they've westernized and they offer like all of their dishes are going to be meat dishes. When you're traveling, especially to other countries, you have to go to those like hole-in-the-wall places because If you don't, you're really not going to experience their culture. Like, you're probably going to come back and be like, oh, my God, the food was amazing. Well, that's because they catered to your American palate. Versus if you go to the hole in the wall and you only can choose what they make, and there might only be one person that speaks any amount of English. (laughs) Um. You're, you're going to have to, like, try their foods because they're not going to make something special for you. Exactly.
1: Uh, and, and, and again, I would turn around and say, you know, if you really want to enjoy a different culture, the best way to do it, and I think we've said this many times on our, on our show, is through food.
0: Oh my gosh,
1: yes. Food is the, the basis for all culture and what you do. And I mean, I would say that was that's even regional in the United States. Um food is the basis for culture and and the best way to get involved in culture is to um try the food.
0: Yes, because I mean, seriously, when you think about it, how many times do you gather around the table with, with good friends or maybe they're new friends? You know, you're, you're just creating a, a friendship with people. Like, you don't just sit around and do nothing and, and talk. Typically, you're around a table eating. (laughs) Exactly. The best way to get to know cultures is through food because if you're meeting people, I mean, they want to share their food with you. I don't think I've ever seen – I mean, we watch a lot of travel – well, we watch a lot of people that sail around the world, and they're always meeting – new friends and new countries because people in those countries will reach out to them and be like, we want to invite you over for dinner. And they go over there because, well, you're going to experience the most like legitimate cultural food when somebody from that culture makes you food.
1: Exactly. You know, you, you, food is the basis for everything, uh, everything we do, you, when, I mean, you know, we're coming up on the holidays right now and what is the main event at all the holidays? Food. Food. It's food. I mean, even if you're getting um, your friends are getting together or your family's getting together and it's cover dish, you have heard us talk about, um, you know, my Aunt Lavinia made fudge. She was the one who w- made the best fudge in the world. She and Aunt Audrey. Aunt Audrey's um, jello o salad. Oh, know. yeah. Um, my mother's chest pie. You know, this kind of thing, um, you know, there was always somebody's specialty that showed up at the um, event, Um, and it was like nobody else's and it was always one of the hits of the whole meal
0: exactly
1: not you know typically in our family we went from house to house to house to house and whoever that person was they made the meal it might have all you know so and so does turkey well their turkey dressing wasn't like everybody else's Mm so-and-so does something else theirs wasn't like that one you know or this one's or the other and so you know it it's kind of (coughs) I'm sorry difficult not to know you know and and go into that But it was a matter of the culture and the food. And that's what you are centering on. And everybody, everybody has a little different kind of thing about food. So if you go to another country, I know you and your brother have both traveled out of the country. So, you know, one of the best, one of the things you both of y'all came back and said, the food was amazing. Because it was always fresh. Yeah. Um, unlike here in the United States where we do a lot of refrigeration. Um, other countries don't necessarily do that.
0: No, they don't. And I mean, I don't know for sure. Like, you know, I definitely know when Sam and I went to Costa Rica, when uh, I went to Italy, like they are refrigeration if they have it is small like tip people in Europe definitely have refrigeration. Costa Rica I think it varies, but it's small. It's not like our refrigeration it's definitely not our size refrigerators here. And um yeah they they keep everything fresh. They take from their gardens and everything that what they need they have markets every day um so you can like just stop at your fresh market and i don't mean fresh market as in like the grocery store fresh market i mean a fresh fresh air market
1: or like a farmer's type market
0: yeah we would call it a farmer's market here over everywhere else they just call it a market because it's there every day it's farmers vendors uh butchers you know whatever um they're there every day with their fresh vegetables fresh products ready for you to buy whatever you need. And people go and they're like, oh, let's make this, that or the other today. Restaurants go to the markets every day to get their stuff. Now there are some restaurants that also, you know, they have to get some stuff delivered because depending on where the restaurant is, they might not be right next to a market. Um, But regardless, like they don't, they don't do things the way we do them here where we have everything that's like pre-made you go into a restaurant here in the U S and I would probably say eight times out of 10 what you're eating will have been in the refrigerator or freezer pre-made already for, for a little while. Like a week, maybe, maybe two, depending on the type of restaurant you're going into.
1: Or it could have been frozen. I don't think you have it in there for two weeks or a day. A lot of people do. Well, that's, that's, that's what things. I'm
0: saying, like frozen. Oh. If it was frozen, it was definitely in there for maybe two weeks. Right. Um,
1: but, and, and you know, you, you have worked in restaurant. Mm-hmm. I have worked in food service.
0: That's how um, I know.
1: And, and your brother, <laughs> and your brother has worked at food services where, uh, restaurant too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, the only exception to this is going to be like pizza places if yeah. they're making their dough. Yeah. yeah. Because their pizza dough is going to be made fresh, like every, they're going to make big batches of dough every couple of hours. And yeah. they, they do that based on, um, the the basically they do it based on how much pizza they think they're gonna sell. Yeah. Uh because they don't make it and freeze it. They they make it and then pull out whatever dough they need, roll it out, toss it, blah 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 blah, put it through the oven.
1: Right. And um, I
0: worked at a pizza place, so I know <laughs> this.
1: <laughs> yeah, you brother did too. <laughs> <laughs> Now, when I was in food service, we did more catering, so our stuff was always made right then.
0: Yeah, See, when I worked in a, I worked for a catering company, well, really, I worked for a school's caterer, a university's caterer. We won't name the university
1: that's okay,
0: but that's yeah. a little different because, like we know, like ivy uses fresh stuff, she gets her fresh. stuff fresh from local farmers um and when she does meat, she gets her stuff from local uh farmers butchers um but not everybody does that. There are caterers that you know, I mean, the caterers that are attached to schools mm-hmm. um, are most likely using the school's ordering system, which means they're probably being kept in a freezer for a little bit.
1: And and it could be brought- And
0: it's pre-made stuff. It's pre-made stuff.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, when you talk about schools and stuff and we, we're diverting off, but that's okay. Um, you know, I don't mean to dog... Um, the schools any schools whether they be public private college university i don't mean to dog them but i will say this when i was growing up um our elementary school kit um cafeteria was they made their food every day it was it was all well
0: i mean shoot my great grandma and her three sisters were cafeteria ladies Yeah. when they made real food, like legitimate real food. Basically yeah. they weren't cafeteria ladies. They were chefs yeah. that catered to children.
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, you know, when I think about back and, and she would have been in the era that I would have been, and your daddy would have been in elementary school. Yeah. Um, I think back on whatever day of the week we used to have. Sometimes we had hot dogs.
0: Mhm.
1: They were not store-bought hot dog rolls. I hate to tell everybody this, but they were homemade rolls. Yeah. Um they were homemade hot dog rolls. And, you know, they one of my favorite meals that they used to have and I may have said this many times before was um and it looking back now it was it was a vegan meal and i didn't you didn't think about it it was um, vegetable soup with a peanut butter sandwich and well this wasn't the vegan part was and a chocolate cake square cuz i'm sure they used milk and eggs in that cake but
0: <laughs> but still think about that like what do we get now or well when i was in school we got cheese sticks let me tell you those cheese sticks were 100% <laughs> Made in a factory, processed, right. frozen. And, and shipped. And shipped. And I, yeah. Now, I'm not going to say they weren't good. I, I would tear up some cheese sticks. But, oh, I know. <laughs> but, I, and they tore me up right back. But
1: Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: but, I mean, you think about what schools used to, to have, what schools have now. Other countries, schools still have the same type of thing where, well, I shouldn't say this for sure because I don't actually know, but I've heard, um, again, I don't have the actual experience, so other countries, you know, feel free to tell me I'm completely wrong. But I've heard other countries still have actual, like, you know, they're, they're not five-star chefs, but they have people actually making real food, not just reheating Mm-hmm. Frozen, Not cardboard,
1: eating, <laughs> pre-made probably has loaded with preservatives
0: and sodium and
1: and and stuff in them. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like you know the we were talking about the American diet, and I'm going to flip the subject just a little bit more about how catering to the American diet. Um, I think you had mentioned it in one of our conversations a while back about um, and please McDonald's don't hurt me because Oh no,
0: that was yesterday when we were having technical issues.
1: Yeah. Um, about making an adult happy meal?
0: Yeah, an adult happy meal.
1: Um, And and you know when we were talking in yesterday's conversation I was, try- I was talking back and I said y'all would have to Tell me because, and and I'm not knocking this, and please, parents, don't think I am because I know I was a working mama, too. But I don't remember going to McDonald's a lot. I'm sure we ate at McDonald's.
0: Yeah, I don't really think we got McDonald's
1: a lot. Um, And I don't know... I mean, McDonald's, as I said, when I was growing up, the closest McDonald's to us, because I lived in the in the Sticks, was in Danville. Mm. And when we would go to Danville um, for uh, something, um, different things at different times, we would go to the McDonald's. That was a treat. Right. Because we didn't do a lot of eating out in restaurants. We lived again in rural America and we ate at home and we didn't have a lot of processed food. either. (laughs) When I think back about that, I'm just like, how did we manage this? But I know, I mean, you know, you've got to start thinking about it when you're looking at your food look at what you're eating and how you're eating it um, and what you're eating. You know, and I, I don't mean to dog any restaurants because there are a lot of good restaurants in the area and um, a lot of them do prep food early and they may have to store it to refrigerate it for that day. But...
0: Well we're not talking about prepped and stored.
1: You know. Like
0: for that day consumption. We're talking about made in a manufacturer and shipped.
1: Yeah. And you you can tell the difference in those.
0: Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um uh. but I mean definitely definitely if you're traveling find those hole in the wall places don't yuck someone's yum just because you think it looks gross like that's just if you think it looks gross keep that comment to yourself and don't eat it
1: yeah or if you're not willing to try it don't try it just you know i mean it's a choice Um, go, go try something else. continue to eat what you're eating. Um, you know, I talked about my peanut sauce last night. I thought it was great. The, The men at my house, not so much. So, you know, um, they're not particular fans. So I said, okay, that'll go off the menu unless I'm making it just for me. Um, which again is a little bit of a challenge if i'm going to make that much just for me or if i make it it'll be a small batch but um you know you've got to kind of um test your palette try something new step out on a bridge and try something different um and you and you should i mean you particularly if you're going vegan, you've got to try some of these other things that you are are, are going to eat. I mean, you can't just eat iceberg lettuce, carrots, and cucumbers forever. Yes, um, and tomatoes. You you've got to try the kales, the the collards, the all these other things you've got to
0: charge the yeah you've got to. i mean even if you try it and you're just like ugh, maybe maybe not for me
1: maybe i don't um
0: at least you can say well i have tried this you know and i know it's just not for me
1: i mean you know and i will and i'll go back to saying i was very glad when i started being vegan that i knew Chef Ivy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that I could try things with her that might be just enough for a meal for me, where I didn't have to cook for everybody in the house, it was just for me, and I could try it and go, oh, okay. Now, I never got a bad meal from Chef Ivy. I'll take that mm, right up front. Never. And, you know, the from the very first time I tried it, uh, uh, right on now. I've never gotten anything I didn't like. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always been excellent. And it's, you know, but you've got to be willing to go out and step out and try something different. Um, Last Thanksgiving, um, we tried the um, tofurkey last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a, shit, a cooking issue on my part. Um, I, don't, I don't think it was, it wasn't bad. It was dry. But um, that was um, one of those. And, and by the way, I happened to be in the grocery store the other day, and I saw that Gardein has a turkey, a tote.
0: Yeah, they that's one of the ones we got when we were in Charlottesville, I think. Oh no, that was 365.
1: No, that was 365. But um I just I had just seen the Gardein one yesterday. Um because that's not Tofurky is the one I got last year.
0: Yeah, I think we've seen the Gardein one though. Or maybe I saw it when I was at at the store this weekend, and that's why I didn't think anything of it. Oh, okay. I feel like we've seen it, though. I feel like we have seen it. They just probably have a bunch more out right now because we're getting close yeah. to Thanksgiving. Gosh, we're getting close to Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about getting one, and I, I'll probably get one this weekend. They didn't have very many in the store, so I <laughs> they'll have them when I get back. But... Um, they were, they were good. It's a good opportunity to try it. And as I say that, I'm talking about frozen stuff, but, um, making them from scratch, um, for some of us, I'm not ready to try to tackle that yet, but, um, I know others who have, so. And I know Ivy does some that are wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she does. So if, if you want to try one that's not a branded thing and is made fresh, yeah. not in a manufacturing facility, <laughs> uh, you can call Ivy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can call Ivy and um, – <clears throat> She will be happy to help out. She will be happy to help out. But yeah, don't, 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 don't not try something simply because, and and don't dog somebody else. Try it. Yeah. You know, you you just don't know what you might like and what you might not like.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: It might not look appealing, but it might be wonderful.
0: Exactly. Um, But, yeah, so make sure you try things, try new things. Make sure that you're not yucking someone's yum just because you think it looks gross. And when you're traveling to other cultures and other countries make sure that you are trying foods that are not from you know a restaurant that caters to western society go to go to some hole in the walls yes and I- they're very easy to find like quite literally very very easy to
1: find <laughs> and and if you and if you are not necessarily comfortable finding it you know wherever you're staying if you're staying at a hotel go ask the local clerk but don't say where's a good place to eat because they're going to look at you and they're going to figure oh america we're going to send them to such and such ask them this question where do you go eat
0: yeah or you can say i'm looking for some really really good local local cuisine where would you recommend I try?
1: And I would even say do that in if you're traveling in the U.S. Not oh only- yeah
0: because well that's why I said cultures or countries because cultures. even in the U.S. There's yes, different cultures all over.
1: Exactly, and you know you don't need to go to the national standard change.
0: Yeah. Not I mean, at- it, yeah. You want to find hole in the walls wherever you go because those are going to be the best
1: foods. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you would like uh to follow us, you instagram at casual vegans pod we are also on facebook at casual vegans pod or you can email us at the at gmail.com and we hope you have a great rest of your week and remember try something new that's right see
1: ya bye